What up, Grizz Nation, and welcome to another episode of Grizz 901. I'm your host, Daniel Greer, and happy Friday! It's Friday, we're heading into the weekend, we're coming off a beautiful, beautiful game last night. It was a West Coast, that means we're all a little tired on this beautiful, dreary, rainy Friday. But you know what? That's not going to stop me from being upbeat, feeling good about these Grizzlies. That was a big, big, big time win. And it was a great team win overall from the entire group of guys. We had a lot of players that stepped up big. John Morant will get the headlines, but it was a big team win. But before we get off to the Warriors... I have to go back in time a little bit. We have to revisit the game before that game last night. And that was the Portland Trailblazers. It was a 116-96 to Grizzlies loss. It was a bad game overall. The Grizzlies shot 53-pointers. 17 of 50. Let that sink in. This grit and grind, the old school era, it's no more. They shot 53 pointers. It was a crazy night. The whole game overall was crazy. Just looking at the box score just a tiny bit, CJ McCollum has always been the Grizzlies killer. It's not Dame Dalla. It's not him. It's not Damian Lillard. It's always been CJ McCollum. And this year, CJ is lighting it up beyond the arc. He shot four of nine from deep. And in the end, he was the best player on the court the entire night. When they needed buckets, when they went to go and get off on their long stretch and running high from the Grizzlies, it was CJ. Dame, you know, he obviously played well. He had 20 points. He was 4'11 from three. He hasn't shot well from three. But in the end of the day, he still put up a good stat line. The Portland Trailblazers, they played well. But let's look at one Grizzly in particular, and that was Desmond Bain. A great shooting night. 4-7 from deep from 19 points. He looked like the only guy that was ready to play that night. When I look back at the stat sheet, I see 22 turnovers. We got beat by 14 for points in the paint. That's not this team. And so when I was looking at the stats and thinking about what I'm going to say, this is what I have to say. Screw that game. That game is out of here. I'm done talking about it. I hate it watching sports. When I woke up the next morning, tired as usual, I I didn't want to hear sports because I was so mad from that loss because I knew that we just got our butts kicked on the road in Portland. Good team still. Don't take anything away from them. I knew then we had to go down to San Francisco and play the Steph Curry Golden State Warriors at their place 
the fourth game of the four-game road trip, like, that's tough to do. But the closer we got to the game, the more hyped I got, the more excited I got. And as the game went on, it started not so good. They got off to a pretty big lead. The largest lead was in the first half, the first quarter. It was a 19-point lead. It did not look good. That second unit came in and changed some things around. Shout out Tyus Jones. He changed the game. He chose to be more upbeat, to be more aggressive, to be more assertive with the offense. And that's really what changed this whole thing. Some things I wrote down in the first quarter, uh, first half, we'll say overall. They were passing too much in the lane. And that's something that Ja does, you know, and he does it so well. But he also now this year is finishing more at the rim. And he's so good at it. But Ja, as well as everybody else, was getting into the lane as we needed to do. The floaters weren't being shot. They weren't being taken. We were trying to force passes. Honestly, the Warriors just kind of had their hands out and they were active and they had a lot of you know balls that were batted away. And that's what caused us to have, I think it was 10 or more turnovers just in that first half. The same thing was happening with the Blazers game. They were just doing too much passing within the lane, a lot of bad turnovers. Defending the give and go. It, it was honestly the worst defense I have seen out of these Grizzlies in years. Backdoor cuts were just wide open. You were passing to somebody and just rolling through the lane, and you were open. That's really what the whole thing was about, not understanding their style of offense. The Warriors have done this for years. That's all they do. They have a motion and a movement offense. We have to be very careful and just play good help defense, but don't leave your guy wide open. Sometimes you can have one-on-one defensively and feel good about a contested shot. They have to learn to feel good about a contested shot instead of going off your man, which creates an easy dump off for for an easy layup. That's what was happening. They weren't being assertive overall. Mainly the offense. They were not being assertive. They were not getting to the flow of the offense early into the shot clock. They were waiting too long. Ja was being very bad in the first half of just holding the ball and trying to create and dribble, 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 turnover. It, It was too much of lazy offense. It's easy to guard if one guy has the ball and you know kind of what he's going to do. It's it's an easy offense. When Tyus came in, as I get back to earlier, he learned to move the ball around, get that flow of the offense, get more people involved, which gave them more energy. Speaking of energy, they were lacking it. The Warriors play with much more energy than the Grizzlies, and that really was the tale of two halves. The first half, the Grizzlies lacked the energy. The second half, they did not. They were assertive, and they were making things happen offensively, but bigger than that, it was defensively. And my last thing was helping too much off of your defender. As I said earlier, let your guy get beat. And if he gets beat, then you can go over and help. But there is no reason that you need to go double-team people. Steph Curry, obviously, he's going to run around picks, and I get that. Dame, CJ, they're going to run around picks. I get that. You're going to get beat. That happens. But more often than not, we try to help when somebody's right next to a 
to a, a player and our defender's right next to him, we want to go off our man and try to help, which creates two-on-one, which is fine. We're going to stop that player. But more than likely, he's going to kick out to somebody else. That's wide open. That's why we give up a lot of wide open dump offs for layups, a lot of wide open three point looks. That just can't happen. But this team turned it around in the second half. And I'm going to give them the, the, all the credit in the world. John Morant will get the credit 100%. He played his butt off in the second half. But how this game turned around and got within 10 by, by half was Tyus Jones. He was the reason. And it will go unnoticed because Tyus, he played 17 minutes. Of the of the five people that came off the bench, John Conchar played eight minutes. He didn't play much, if at all, in the second half. Tyus Jones only played 17 minutes. And it was mainly, probably 12 of those minutes were in the first half. And the reason is, is because he was doing so well that they ended up running him next to Ja when Ja wanted to come back into the game in the, in the first half. Tyus was the reason this offense got going, and it will not show up in the stat line. It won't. There, there's nothing in the stats that show that he was the one creating the offensive flow, but he was. But then let's give a little shout out to our glue guys, and that is DeAnthony Melton and Kyle Anderson. Kyle Anderson, nine rebounds, three assists, two blocks on eight points. DeAnthony Melton is not shooting the ball well. He's one of six from deep, three of 10 overall, but he had six rebounds, three assists, four steals, three st- three blocks, seven points. Those numbers don't seem big, but the eye test tells you that he came up clutch. He was playing and guarding against Steph Curry the entire game. Steph Curry shot 23 pointers. 20. 2 0. 20. He went 7 of 20. In my book, I'm okay with that. Not the 23 pointers if I'm a, I'm a Golden State fan, but the fact that he went 7 of 20, I can live with that. If he's going to take 20 and he makes 7, that means that nobody else on their team was getting involved, and they, and they honestly were not. The only guy who was really doing much of anything is his brother-in-law, and that's Damian Lee. He had 14 points on 4 of 9 from deep, and he missed a, a one that would have won the game or potentially tied the game late. So I, I credit our glue guys, D'Anthony Melton and Kyle Anderson. They came up big with blocks, steals. They did a little bit of everything. And though, and that's the reason that that game was won. But let's uh, but let's get into it. John Morant, he was two of eight from deep. I don't love that he's taken eight three pointers there, but he went six of six from the free throw line. That's bonus. The Grizzlies shot fourteen of fourteen from the free throw line. This team is getting better in the little things, and when you get better at the little things, you become a very good team. He also had uh, seven rebounds, five assists, four steals. Ja played so well in the second half, and that's the, and that's another reason that we did win. But I don't want to take the credit, uh, give all the credit to him. I want to give some to the other guys. As I said earlier, Ja finished with thirty points. Jaron Jackson Jr. had foul trouble early. The first half did not look good. He picked up an early foul into the third quarter. Taylor Jenkins stayed with him. He ended up being a plus fourteen overall. And is he playing well? I don't think Jaron's playing well. At times, it often is is frustrating 
because I don't know of, that his offensive impact is huge for this team. He went 3 of 10 from deep, 5 of 16 overall, 8 rebounds. I, there's nothing on this that makes any sense as to why he's plus 14, but he did have a great second half. Him and Ja played really well during that second half. And they were, honestly, they stabilized us at times. Jaron is going to get hot. He At some point, from the three-point line, he's going to explode. And that's going to help this team. They're going to go on a little win streak because of that. But he's going to be very inconsistent. So stay with him. Sometimes I'm often the one who jumps off the Jaron the Jer- the boat. Right? I- I'm jumping off. I'm getting off Jaron Jackson Jr. Island, uh, even though the island has now grown. <laughs> There's so many people now. But he is very frustrating at times, but he's also going to pay off. He needs to get these minutes and and go ahead and learn. He's still 21, guys. He's still learning. He's still getting bigger, still getting better. So I back Jaron. Steven Adams only played 21 minutes, and that was a coach's decision. He gave those minutes to Kyle Anderson and even uh, Xavier Tillman. But Steven Adams, in his 21 minutes, he had three offensive rebounds, seven overall rebounds, two assists, two steals, a block, and 12 points. He scored the first, I think he was one of the first ones that have 10 points in the game. He had 10 points early, and the only reason the Grizzlies were somewhat in the first quarter. He, He played well early, and they went away from him because Golden State obviously only played Kevin Looney 11 minutes. So, because they didn't play much on their center, they, they went small, went Kyle Anderson. And so I, I think that's the smartest decision. So I, I agree. So good on Taylor Jenkins making adjustments at half, but also trusting his uh, instincts. Uh, Desmond Bain, 19 points. He had six rebounds to assist, five of 11 from deep. I love that he did not shoot well early. I think he was 0 or 3, maybe 0 or 4 early from deep, but he ended up staying with it and he ended up finishing. 5 of 11 from the three-point line. Uh, another guy I want to give a shout-out to is Zaire Williams. He played some big minutes, and he was often in there at times where I was like, uh, what are we doing here? Why do we have the rookie in? Why is he in the game? I was confused, but he finished only with four points. Not much to show. He went 0 of 7 from deep. A little too much shooting. He got shot happy and was... Uh, getting the ball in, uh, instantly, he was throwing it up. Not ideal, but he was plus 12, and he helped with two blocks. He did enough defensively, and then I saw him from the corner one time go around two people with an offhand reverse layup. It was beautiful. It showed his athleticism, and I think that the Grizzlies made a really good decision on him. I was out. I was wrong. He looks to be a really good player. I, I think that I think they're right. I think they are the smartest people in the room. If he ends up being as good as he's looking so far and, and the roller coaster continues to keep climbing and he keeps climbing, he's going to hit dips, right? And he's going to hit valleys. But he, as he keeps climbing and, uh, and keeps ascending, this guy, Zaire Williams, could be really good. So, great game overall for the Grizzlies. Uh, Steph Curry, he, he had 36 points of 7 rebounds, 8 assists. Um, he, as I talked about earlier, 7 of 20 from deep. Draymond, he only had 4 points, but he had 12 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steals, 5 blocks. 
I don't like Draymond. I don't like what he did with the Euro foul where he completely just hugged and went for the deep hug. Not just a hug. He went for the deep hug on Ja Morant at the half court line. And Ja, he's not the biggest guy. Just kind of folded, collapsed right into Draymond. It wasn't pretty. Ja kind of had his bell rung a little bit. But they got to they gotta pull that out of the game. And I didn't like that of Draymond, but Draymond definitely filled up the stat sheet. So uh, good on them and um, good on these Grizzlies. A 104-101 win. It, it, was, it was beautiful. I was hyped. And I'm excited for what's to come. Uh, and I think that this Grizzlies team, man, I think they're ready. I think that they're for real. And as long as they play like they're playing right now, and, and, and honestly, being goldfish, not thinking about what just happened or not thinking that they're on the road on a, the fourth game of a four-game road trip in Golden State. They're not thinking about that. They're just thinking, how do we win the game? And those young guys, they're showing off right now. The, the league's taking notice. The casual fan, they're taking notice. These Grizzlies... They're not so small market as much anymore. Not with Ja. People are taking notice. And I'm excited. I can't wait for what's to come. Because I think it's only going to get bigger. And I think it's only going to get better. And on this Friday, it's dreary outside. But man, it's not dreary with the Grizzlies. It is sunshine and rainbows. As long as everybody stays healthy. Knock on wood. This team is going to be exciting, and they're going to contend this year. I'm excited about them. Let's talk about what's next. Saturday night. Tomorrow night, we have the Heat. The Heat have another game. They're going to play the Charlotte Hornets tonight, so they'll be on the second game of a back-to-back you know, with some travel. Uh, they're playing home against Charlotte tonight, but they do have to travel to the Grizzlies, so it is a back-to-back, and there is travel involved, so that benefits us. But let's talk a little bit about the matchup. I'm going to break down some stats to give you something to watch overall. This Heat team is pretty good defensively, and that's really where they kind of hang their hat. They've given some problems to two big teams out of the East so far, and that's the Nets and the Bucks. They, they've obviously have shown that they can compete and that there are, they're going to be a team that won't exactly look flashy on paper, but, but they're really good. They're 3-1. and one. And they, like I said earlier, they just, they have some big wins. But I think this, this, this Memphis team matches up well against them for the simple fact that Bam Adebayo, he's big, but I feel good about Steven Adams. I, I think that he can guard him well enough where he can give him some problems. As long as they don't, you know, help too much off of Bam and get those easy dump off layups and dunks, I think that we have a good chance. Make Bam shoot those mid-range shots he takes a lot of shots he's he's averaging 19 points per game on 12 rebounds a game but keeping him away from the front of the rim will be big all their starters play 30 plus minutes a game and they are they're only going nine deep for the most part and the other two the other there's three guys that come off the bench they're averaging 15 minutes max and Markeith Morris seven points a game Dwayne Dedman seven points a game and Max Struess is four points a game. Max Struess is a three-point threat, which he's shooting you know, four to five three-pointers a game, hitting one so far. So it's not a big number, 
but he could hit some big three-pointers. We don't want to allow him to get hot. But those guys mainly only play 15 minutes a game. They're a six-man unit. And that other guy that comes off the bench, their six-man, which could potentially be the six-man of the year, Tyler Hero. He's averaging 21 points a game, seven rebounds, four assists. He's taken 29 three-pointers in the year in those four games at 31%. So he's nine of 29 from deep. So he is a three-point threat. And I know that he's going to want to get off from the three-point line. They only shoot 33-pointers a game. They're not a big three-point shooting team. And honestly, and that's behind Jimmy Butler. He's taken three-pointers the whole year. Three three-pointers. That's it. I think he's one of three, right? 30%. So I just, I think that this game is going to be mainly within the three-point line. And that's really what we like to do as well. We, we are shooting a lot. Um, uh, we're, we're shooting a big number of three-pointers. We shot 48 last night. That's a big number, right? 48 three-pointers, pretty big. So we're a different team than they're used to playing against, which is why we're catching some teams off guard. But they are well within the paint. With They like the, the short game, the mid-range game. So keep, keeping Jimmy Butler at bay will be good. He's averaging 20, 23 points a game, seven, 7 rebounds, and 5 assists. All around, he is their best player. Somebody who has not played well so far this year, and that's Kyle Lowry. He's only averaging 8 points a game on 8 assists. So he is the guy who's facilitating the offense, but he's not really looking to shoot as much. He's not playing offensive game where he's wanting to take over. If the shot's there, he'll take it, but he's not the guy who's really going to be taking the big shots. And that's going to be really Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero. Those are your main three shot makers because uh, P.J. Tucker, he's averaging six points a game, five of 13 from deep, and he went three of five from last game. So really, those numbers are skewed. He's not shot well from the three-point line until last game. So in all honesty... There's three guys that are going to be key for them offensively. And that's Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, and Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson, he's shooting 31% from three-point line this year. He's not tearing it up. So this team is a defensive-minded team. They're going to be very good with Eric Spolstra at the helm. They're going to be a good defensive team. We have to make sure we keep our game plan And understand, they're probably not going to go run away and hide. That's not this team. They blew out the Bucs. The the Bucs played horrible that game. They didn't have Drew Holiday or Brooke Lopez. So I give them that. This Grizzlies team, in all accounts, should be healthy minus Dylan Brooks. He's probably not coming back. And even if he is, they're going to slowly work him back in after a hand injury. But that's not the Grizzlies style. They're not just going to all of a sudden play him. So just go ahead and put Dylan Brooks out of your mind. Let them figure out when he's going to come back. But as of right now, this Grizzlies team is healthy, and they're playing well. I feel like we match up really well against him. Now, what we do defensively against Jimmy Butler, I don't know. Jimmy Butler is 6'7", 230. He's a bigger guy. I think this is going to end up being somebody that guards him that is coming off the bench, and that's going to be Kyle Anderson. I think Desmond Bain probably starts on him. And that would make the most sense because you're going to have Duncan Robinson as a shooter. 
We want to keep him at bay. So putting De'Anthony Melton on him and put Desmond Bain down on Jimmy Butler. I think size-wise, that makes sense. He's not going to run a, run everywhere. You just want somebody who can box out after the shot, put a hand up on the shot, and just kind of keep him at bay. Stay in front of him. That's really the goal. And Bam, I, I like I like Adams against him. I really do. I, I don't think Bam is going to kill you. Not with Steven Adams. If you can keep Bam off the glass, that's really what it all comes down to. So boxing out and keeping him at bay away from the front of the rim. And then P.J. Tucker with Jaron Jackson Jr. I I think this is the game where you see Jaron, hey, I want you to play on P.J., put a hand up when he shoots. But understand, he's not going to kill you. He might have 12 to 15 points in a game. And three to four of those are from deep, which is great. That's fine. But that's not going to to lose you the game. It's not. He needs to keep a foot in the paint. And anybody that gets away, a good hand up, a little help, a little show that I'm here. I don't want to get over there and pick up a cheap foul like he's doing. Just let them know that you're there just in case they break away. At that one time, Give a good block, keeps everybody out of the lane. That's all you have to do. You're scarier when you don't foul because you're in the game. Jaron, quit trying to block shots. Quit trying to play so much help defense. Just show like you're ready. Show like you're going to go over there and help. But don't sell out. Stay within yourself. And then Kyle Lowry and, and, and Ja, I feel good about that. I don't believe that... That will be a matchup that Ja loses. I, I think that he can get around Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry's a, a pretty decent defender, but I have faith in Ja can get around him, and I think Ja easily can keep Kyle Lowry from just you know going going off. So in the end, I think the most important matchup is going to be Desmond Bain versus Jimmy Butler. Can you keep Jimmy Butler at bay enough that you actually can keep yourself within the game? Even when they go on runs, even when they hit a couple big threes, can you keep yourself at bay? And and, and that's really what it, what it all breaks down to within the matchups. They're not a scary team. They're just good across the board. They're a very well-coached team, and that's the reason that this team is good. A lot of good, great players. Like they're going to they're going to be there. They're not, you're not going to run away and hide from, from a Miami Heat team. You're just not. So this is a very important game. We're coming home, and I think after that big win, Golden State, I don't want them to get to where they're watching, you know, hey, all the highlights. This is We just beat Steph Curry at his place. No. Let's stay away from that, and let's make sure that we show up. The grindhouse is going to be rocking Saturday night. I hope you're going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun, and man, I'm ready. I hope you're ready because this season, the Grizzlies are 3-2 and two to start the year. They look good, and this young team is growing up right before our eyes. They're so Memphis. Ja, he's so Memphis. He's one of us. I put that tweet out there. He's one of us. He is. This team loves each other. They love their coach. Shout out Taylor Jenkins, Coach Jenkins doing a great job with this staff. He got a technical. And what I loved about it is Jaron came up to him and gave him a high five and said, thanks coach. 
I appreciate it. And it wasn't even, it had nothing to do with Jaron. But he's walking up to him and letting him know, much love, brother. Much love. And that's what I have. Much love to you all. Thank you for hanging out and joining. Please come back each and every week. Monday, we drop our normal podcast during the week. In between a break of games, I'm always dropping a midweek podcast here. Make sure you stay tuned. We are part of the Grizz Lead at Grizz underscore Lead. I'm at Daniel Greer. We are a part of the Lead Sports Media. If you have not checked out the podcast network, please do it. Me and Ryan actually have a show on Mondays, free basketball. It's on the Leeds Podcast Network. You can find it anywhere you find podcasts. That's all we have. Have an amazing weekend. Be nice and tell your friends.